to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash. Too many people are Bidenlingual. They speak English and they speak stupid. And Dale Hummel. We just did not see Delta or Omicron coming. Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel, along with co-star Ryan Rash. Merry Christmas. It is going to be a Merry Christmas, don't you think? I'm not real sure, but I'm hoping so. It will be. So we, we have several things to discuss today, but obviously we're going to, going to start off with some very positive rainbows and unicorns, Ryan, in the current events. I just don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, where are those? Omicron. I think that's a positive because it's becoming the alpha variant and it's it appears to be like a like a cold. So we, we can be thankful for that. It, there there was one death, I believe, in Houston with somebody that had underlying conditions. So I, I don't know I don't know how much Omicron played a role in that. But the, the the honest good news, sincerely good news is it appears that this is a more infectious variant, but less pathogenic. There's less symptoms, less severity of symptoms. So it, it appears to replicate in the upper respiratory path, whereas early strains went into the lower lungs. That obviously caused a lot of problems. So there's no question there'll be more variants. There will likely be more contagious than even this one or possibly, but they're also likely to be less symptomatic in terms of how severe the symptoms are, I should say. So that that is a positive note, I, I believe. It's positive that more people are getting Rona. More people are if they're going to get Rona, it's going to be something far less serious. How's that? Can we spin it that way? You must not listen to the news, sir. Well, they're shutting things down. Biden is not very positive on it. He, they're, they're over. Biden said, if you're not vaccinated, you can't have Christmas today. He pretty much did. Overreaction. I don't think people are going to tolerate it, Ryan. I do not. I do not believe it. There are schools in Illinois, colleges that are already postponing classes starting up two weeks later for, for after break. Their events. The hockey league shut down. So I, I, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm ignoring this is happening because in my world, in the stock show world, in preparing to go to Arizona National and then straight to Cattlemen's Congress, all of that's a go, and I, and I sure hope it all stays that way. I have no indication that's not going to be. And other things that are shutting down. You have the best ability of trying to use current events to get into our main topic. I don't know why. When you know what the topic is, you can't just wait. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. I guess you, you talk about me living in my own little world. In my world, we're we're past this. You keep talking about it's over. We're done with it. But no, it feels I am personally done with it. I think the whole country's done with it. But then they keep telling us all these things are shutting down, and I just don't understand it. There's no question. There's certain variants of influenza, and and just just. The, the normal flu each year that are worse than what Omicron is, I don't remember things shutting down for the flu. Do you? Maybe I just missed it. I would take Rona over what I'm currently dealing with right now. I'm just telling you. That right well, now. I didn't know if we we're supposed to talk about that. Uh, well, I don't think that we can't talk about it because freaking world knows. But I'm telling you, I'll take Rona any day over what I'm dealing with right now. So You would trade it right now. Long story short. <laughs> When I was leaving Miss America on Friday, I lost a battle with one of my pieces of luggage and I took a nasty fall and against medical advice from people there at the airport, I decided that I was going to take my 
two flights to Louisiana. And one of them was three hours and the other was about two hours and all this other stuff. And then I proceeded to get there and think that I was going to drive about 200 miles from New Orleans to this show in Louisiana because, by God, I was going to judge this show come hell or high water. I made it about 50 miles and I was in such excruciating pain that I almost passed out. I thought that if I could just lay down for a little bit, etc., that I would be all right. Long story short, in the battle with my luggage, I ruptured my sciatic nerve and it's it's not good. It's just not. But seeing specialists, all this other stuff, they assure me that they think by Christmas I will be fully capable to unwrap my packages, but I do apologize to the people at the show and the exhibitors of Crowley, Louisiana. I I promise you I wanted to be there and I did everything I could. That morning when I got up at 4 a.m. to get ready to continue the drive, etc., I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. My parents had to drive six hours and come collect me. Literally. Literally. And the rental car and everything else. Uh, yeah, it's, I still don't have my car out of the airport at DFW right now. It's still sitting there. And you even considered not recording this week. Well, Dale, I'm literally have the laptop on my chest. <laughs> it's working just fine. And, and can we admit part of this because of your stubbornness and wanting to get to that show, you may have made the issue worse because of such. Monday morning when I got to the chiropractic specialist, he literally pulled my parents in and said he did not know how I was walking. But you're doing just fine. Oh, yeah. I'm peachy. Even though you had that delirious moment, you're trying to tell me there was a bird in your house or something. I sent you a Snapchat of the bird in my house, Dale. There (laughs) is a bird in my house. I truly did believe you were delusional at that point. Yeah, well, I'm delusional. but Is he still there? Do we know? I don't know. I haven't seen him in the past day. So maybe. Oh, my. On, on to a more cheerful topic. The chameleon went on record stating that she just did not see or the White House did not see Delta and Omicron variant coming. They just they just didn't they didn't feel it coming. They they weren't prepared for it. That did not go over well with, with some of the others. Well, the I White don't House. think those two are speaking or on the same wavelength. So anything she says is not going to go over well, because like they're obviously in a war. There, there's no question. I, I am with you. I mean, nobody's necessarily making any official statements i don't i don't think they're speaking at all how how does that work at bob dole's funeral he switched chairs with his wife so he won't have to sit by her they, they don't even communicate like it, it's obviously in a very bad way no and, and this lady's lack of intelligence continues to shock me and she's serving as a vice president of our country ryan to, to my knowledge we have never had this level of incompetence as a president and vice president combination. And let's think about that. She's supposed to be able to step in and take over the free world, basically. And I'm going to say again, you cannot convince me she wouldn't do a better job than him. Well, I don't even, but the problem is, I don't know that she's up to speed on anything. Not that Joe is either, but I don't think there's any briefings or I don't even think she knows where things are. Well, I don't think she does either because I think they're freezing her out because they're in a war. But if she became the president, then she would have those briefings and I am willing to bet that woman has smarter people around her than what he does. 
I don't know about that. If she does, they would they would handle her differently. They would not let her cackle at every question. They would not That's, allow her to go yeah, out and make the statement she Everybody has makes. something, some type of mannerism, like when they lie or they get nervous. Hers is when she gets nervous and then she cackles. Simple. Some people brush their tie when they lie or they're uncomfortable. Some people tap their foot. I mean, everybody's got something. Hers You'd is very her- much like to play poker with her right yeah because you clean house but i mean it, it hers is her cackle and i'm not telling you that woman is an einstein biden has proved the people around him dumb i'm just saying. i agree and i and i but i i think the same around the camel toe i i just don't think i it, it's a mess it's my favorite mess. part is when she was plugging in the tesla and <laughs> she wouldn't ever let go of it like they're like oh. let go it's I think she up. was trying to feel like she's fueling it up. It's only going to take a few seconds. Right. And then she, then she asked, how do I know it's working? Really, lady? And I, I am all in. If we could if we could charge an electric car for a matter of a minute or however long it takes to fill your fuel tank and it's good to go for another 500 miles or whatever it may be, I could get a little more on board with something like that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're going to have a choice at some point. It, it appears to be coming and in, in, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Speaking of Rona, how about Booker and Pocahontas both getting it? That That's entertaining to me. I should not wish that upon anybody, but I find it entertaining. I'm not wishing it on anybody, but they're all, we we solved Rona and yet they're, there they yeah, are. Exactly. And fully vaccinated and boosted, I believe. Both of them. And yes. within like three hours, it comes down that they both have it. Yes. I, oh, and Biden's, one of Biden's close staffers has it as well. But he is okay. Well, we don't know. They haven't reported that. They came across today that staffer that has been in close proximity of Biden has tested positive for the Rona. Got it. What do you think about our buddy Joe Manchin coming out in on Brett Bear and saying he's a no? No, no, no on the massive tax and spend, build back better, whatever you want to call it. Well, like, he said this for months. Nobody just believed him. Nobody believed him. Like, they all thought that they'd get him in line or whatever else. I know he's a Democrat, whatever, but he's from a state that is very, very, very Republican. And if you listen to the guy, even before this, even though he's a Democrat, he does make quite a bit of sense on most of the issues. Not all of them, but there's not a politician alive in the United States that makes sense on every issue, not even my beloved Donald Trump. But he does make sense on it. What I think the shitty part of all this is, is he personally went to Biden himself before he did this. And he said, I cannot get there. I can't. I've tried. I've looked at it every way. I cannot get there. And so then he goes and tells Fox News Sunday that he's not going to do it. And all of these Democrats have literally just gone insane. Yes, the total in, in their mind, circle back, they were blindsided. They just didn't know this was coming from him. And this is nothing new. He's been saying this since the bill was introduced. Before they even got it passed in the House, he was the one saying, Look, we don't know anything about it. They just sent it out. It hasn't, whatever. But as it is, I can't do it. This has been out there for months. Cinema was even with him at one time, and I don't know what she, where she's at now. I have not heard anything from her. I don't know where she is either. 
I mean, I would, I would hope that there's something going on there that she is at least questionable. That would make me feel even a little bit better. But without him, it won't pass. So it doesn't matter. And they know it because they've given up till after the new year. Got it. No, that, that makes perfect sense. The only way it was going to pass anyway was with 50 50 tie and Camel Toe breaking the vote. And now they lost him. So it's not a tie anymore. Agreed. I was thankful when the squad and a lot of those other very progressive, extreme left Dems came out and just hammered on Mansion. You know that's pushed him even further away because I think after the first of the year, they will come back and maybe rename the bill or revamp the bill or do whatever they can. Biden has to get something passed. So I think he's going to cut and chop. I don't know how because, you know, the extreme left is going to going to stop him on some of these things. Well, they've already cut it down over almost half. Well, I think, I mean, I think they're going to cut it down to whatever Manchin will agree with because they have to get it passed. And I hope that they've hammered on him so hard that he isn't going to sign off on anything for him at this point. That is my hope. Well, I think that all of these people are going to go home for the holidays and they're going to be back in their districts or whatever the hell states, whatever you want to call it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get a lot of pressure now that somebody else is said, I'm not doing it, that all these ones that are in are going to be tough to get their seats back again in 22, if there's not a lot of pressure applied on those people to be like, okay, so now that somebody else has spoken out and said, I'm not doing this, you need to man up and be like, yeah, I agree. No, that's that's where it is. Do they really believe that by going negative against him is going to bring him on board. No, not that guy. No, it, they they put all kinds of pressure on him before he finally said no for the final time. So like pressure is not going to work with him. Exactly. No, I, I agree completely. What else do we have for current events today, Ryan? Uh, Texas has started building their own wall to finish. Thank God for Texas. Started. You know what? I, I learned to love Texas more every day. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know many details, but I do know that is currently underway and going that they are and it's now they're calling it the Texas wall, but it is to finish in the areas that Trump's wall did not get finished and they have started their own construction. Now, God knows what Biden and his idiots will do. Say this is unconstitutional or God knows what. But they'll, they're, they're going to try to do something. But it is their intention, I think, to build the whole thing. They have the same contractors that were building it for the federal government stepped in now to build it for the state government. I'm assuming it has to be pulled back on the state. I, I don't know enough about it to probably speak on it. But I did see it uh, come across the news that they were actually under construction of, of continuing the wall. And that that is exciting for me. I, I still, Ryan, to this day. I do not know how they can justify any of the Democrats or anybody that is against the wall. There, there is no justification for not having the wall. There, ju- there just isn't. I, I, I'm, I'm still confused with that. How they, they try to defend that after this whole border debacle that we have seen since Biden took office. Like you would think that Biden would try to be like, okay, I was wrong. I screwed up. We're going back to this. Similar, similar to how they like on crime, they're doing a 180 there saying, well, now we need to, to fund the police. Let's defund the police. Let's fund the police. They just don't know how this crime's all happening. Well, it, it's not very difficult, people. You pull money out of the police department. You have prosecutors that 
do not prosecute and let people out with, with no bail, if there are no consequences, Ryan, what is there in the world? I just saw this, and I don't know. Again, God, I, I, this is probably a terrible idea. But Trump is going to have a news conference on January 6th at Mar-a-Lago. He's not. Oh, yeah. That's a terrible idea. I'm not saying it's a good one, but I'm telling you it's there. I did not hear this. It's there, so. Oh, why would he, what possible reasoning could he have for that? I don't know, but I'm telling you that just came across on Fox News that that's what he's going to be doing on January 6th, so. Oh, my. I do have something positive to, to finish up our current events with. Oh, what is that? So, so Ryan, I, I had a moment this week, a moment mm-hmm. this week that restored some of my faith in society. You know, I've been kind of down on society, people in general, but I had a moment. I was at my daughter's basketball game. You know, we get to attend a lot of those. You're you're overly excited every time I tell you I'm heading to a basketball game. No, I don't understand it because I don't think Katie likes to play basketball you don't like the basketball. I don't even think Holly likes no. the basketball. Y'all don't win, so I don't understand why we do it. No, no Katie is crazy excited about basketball, and, and she does That well. is She's not what she relays to me, sir. No, she she loves it, and, and I enjoy going to the those games and watching. I'm not going to watch the NBA. Occasionally, I watch college basketball. Dale is lying to the listener. No, and I, I, I do enjoy going to those, and, and she does enjoy the games. Now, we are a very, very small school, and sometimes we don't even have a JV and a varsity team, just a varsity team. This year, we happen to have both. So it is a little painful when we go up against some of the bigger schools. But anyway, back to the point. We kind of got sidetracked somehow. Mm-hmm. At, the ba- at one of the basketball games, it was an away game, they played the national anthem. And while the national anthem's being played, I witnessed a mother with three or four small children or younger children beside her all behaving respectfully except for her youngest. And about halfway through the national anthem, he began misbehaving. She reached down and gave him a swat on the bottom that the entire gym could hear, and instantly he changed his behavior. It was perfect. If it wasn't the national anthem going on, I would have applauded right there. That's that's nice, Dale, that you're plotting people beating their children no don't you think that is absolutely appropriate and we need more of this i am all for kids getting their ass beat when they deserve it but i don't think you should probably no you absolutely (laughs) should if it wouldn't have disrespected the national anthem i would have applauded i i every time i go to a restaurant and there's there's children in the restaurant particularly younger children i'm gonna say a quarter to a half of them i think their parents need to reprimand them physically to behave better mm. you don't see this oh i see it all the time i think children's but see this is another reason that i did not have children and like people are gonna say i'm cruel and whatever and all this other stuff like i notice all the time and like kids are gonna be kids and not everybody's gonna be perfect behaved and all that other stuff but you know how your children act so therefore, if your children are not ready to be in a public setting, you should not take them. And that is what people used to do. They would hire sitters or send them to grandmas or whatever. And then mom and dad or the children that could act good enough to be in public would go. That is not the case anymore. They don't care. No, I, I agree. I'm not a fan of where things are now. It appears as though some of these children grow out of it and they're they're just fine. But I'm pretty sure some of them continue to. Maybe these are the same ones that are out there in, in what is it, Smash and Grab and 
free shopping type events? Maybe, maybe that's it because there's no reprimanding as children. I don't know. But since you think you ended on a positive note by applauding people for beating their children in public, I will. It was a swat on the bottom because they deserved it for misbehaving during the national anthem. It seems very end on a more positive note. So everybody, there is no nothing more positive. Yes, there is. There is not. Yes, there is. So go ahead. Go ahead. I was at Miss America for a week, and we go to the first night of prelims, and. We get done, and I actually posted the six that stood out to me, which, by the way, all six of those young ladies made the top ten, I would like to add. But anyhow, I was talking to a group of friends and people afterwards, and I said, you know what? I think Alaska's going to win this deal. And they said, Ryan, you're crazy. All the reasons why Alaska's never won, da 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 Blow and behold, Alaska wins Miss America. First time anyone from the state of Alaska won, and I called it night one. So I was very proud of myself. I'm going to venture to guess Alaska is one of our least populated states, so much smaller pool. Oh, there were eight girls in the state pageant. Eight girls. Eight girls. Wow. Yeah. So that's impressive. They that that's a big deal for them. I bet. Oh yeah, it was really cool. Okay, we're going to move on to the main topic. But before we do so, Mr. Boxel, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. We look forward to meeting you in person at Cattlemen's Congress. I am not meeting Mr. Boxel at Cattlemen's Congress. You he have no choice. Everybody that he wants, like videos and pictures and all this stuff. I don't even know who Mr. Boxel is anymore. I will not. No. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to meeting Mr. Boxel and or Mr. Boxels or or whoever from the Boxel Manufacturing Organization is going to be at Cattlemen's Congress. We can then thank them in person for their continued support of the Beyond the Ring educational podcast. I know we'll have our Boxel blowers there in full force. And Ryan, I might even order a show box to get delivered there. Oh, God, you order a show box, it'll be a damn miracle because you don't believe in show boxes for cattle. I don't. I, I like taking our goat box to the cattle events. It's, it's, I'm it's just kind of telling y'all, if y'all see Mr. Boxel and y'all see somebody in a seal wig or a big hat and trench coat running, y'all mind your damn business because that's not me in disguise. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. You, with your health nerve issues at the moment, you you ain't going to be running anywhere. Okay, well, I may have a real fast wheelchair or scooter or something. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. They tell me Mr. I'm unwrapping packages in a few days. I'm going with that, okay? I don't know that your mother bought you anything for Christmas. Oh, she bought me the most stuff. And you already saw it all, right? And you were there when she bought it. No, I picked it all out. But now she's even bought more because I'm an only child and I'm injured. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take it to the fullest, aren't you? I am. I will. You do not feel guilty one bit for that. No, I do not. I feel terribly guilty about the children that went to the show thinking I was going to judge and I didn't get to go there because I was physically unable. I feel no guilt about getting extra presents because I am injured. I don't get sympathy from my mother ever. I am the most remarkably healthy human I know. And I don't understand that. I don't believe you lead that healthy of a lifestyle. a very healthy lifestyle jackass but anyway this does not happen like she is the most concerned so yes how many times have you been to the doctor in the past 10 20 years in the last 10 years for being sick or ill or injured in the last 10 years none till this that's 20 years maybe twice that is pretty impressive track record the last time i went to the doctor was when i had pleurisy and this this is 
as bad, worse, not as bad? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like pleurisy was bad. I, I did not ask anybody to kill me during this. I did during pleurisy, so that may be worse, but I don't know. But yeah. And you're pretty much on the upswing for this. You're past the worst of it, we're going to say. I'm hoping so. I guess I'll know tomorrow when I see my specialist again, but I'm hoping so. Nope, that would be good. Main topic. If I wanted to have been stupid and got on the planes and the I car did not. And- wa- I did not want to say that. No, wait a minute. I did want to say that, but I, re- I, re- I refrained from saying that. And this that. is why nobody knew about this till the next morning when I couldn't do anything because I wasn't going to tell anybody because I knew y'all would all tell me how stupid I was when the medics at the airport told me, uh, you can't get on that plane. I was like, well, you watch me. But anyway, and so if I had not been stupid, I would not be in the situation I am. I know my flaws. I am stubborn. I am hard-headed. I think that I am the most independent person in the world. I thought I could do it. I could not. Agreed. Tis the season. Tell me about tis the season. Well, not only is it the Christmas season and the holiday season and the New Year's Eve season and all this festiveness going on, it's also the 2022 winter stock show season is right around the corner. So I just thought that, you know, last year we talked about Christmas gifts for stock show kids and stuff like that. I thought that we could talk about, you know, what makes the holiday season special for people in this industry and you know what's coming up because last year at this time it wasn't quite as festive as it is right now no i think we were still questioning some shows that may or may not happen obviously i I believe we had a couple shows that did not happen about this time last year oh yeah but i don't believe we're in that situation right now now as i say that i i'm not a big fan of the mayor in denver and I, and I have no reason to believe that won't continue, but he's crazy. No, oh, that queen is the most nuts. But I, I think at this point, I mean, I, I have full faith and confidence that unless the National Western is just like held at gunpoint, that it will go on. Yeah, I, I don't see it, it's going to take an act of God to stop it. Maybe maybe that's possible, but I don't I don't think so. And, and what's great. And, and again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. There's a lot of a lot of things canceling, but Ryan, I've not heard even a whisper of a stock show canceling at all. Arizona's back on, National Western's back on, Fort Worth's back on. All three of those we did not have this time of last year. So And that that is that is as good a news as, as we can get. That that is awesome. I think those stock shows live in that little world that I'm in that I just I'm not accepting that things are shutting down and locking back down. We're we're just going to keep going forward. I mean, I think that we should all be very thankful, not only for what's going on in Livestock Show family, but I know this hasn't been the best year for everybody in every single way. But again, with the administration changing and all their whatever, I think for the most part, the majority of us have made it out pretty well. I think we should be thankful for that. I think that whether how good your year was or wasn't, uh, the fact that you were still here, still kicking, still striving is important, that you're going to get to spend some of this time with your friends and your family. And uh, I think the thing to do, like, again, I think we focus too many times on the negative things that have happened because I don't care who you are, Christmas and New Year's, you always reflect on what's happened over the past year. 
And we could all, all of us would have wished things would have been different, gone better. There are things we'd like to see change, but I don't think a lot of times we focus enough on the good that happened, the positive things that happened in, in our personal lives and our families, etc. So, and there's no reason not to reflect on what you wanted to see done differently, but you also need to give as equal attention to the things that went well and what you're thankful for. And think about how many people in, in shows or, or how many in our livestock community stepped up to get another show to go or to fight to make sure to keep that one going. There's a lot of good that we witnessed last year. And you know what, Ryan, we're already starting to drift away a little bit from this. But remember, early on, people were so thankful to just show. Nobody's complaining about where they were pinned or maybe that the show started 10 minutes late or, or whatever it may be. Everybody was just thankful to be there. I worry sometimes that we're going to forget about that a little bit and go back to to worrying about the little things when we should maybe just appreciate the bigger picture that we have shows to go to. And this, this industry is thriving. It, it continues to have more and more youth involvement and let's hope it can, it, it will go that direction for many years to come. You know, we made it through 2020 and 2021 and those have probably been the two biggest struggles for everything in the United States in the last eon or so. and. Compared to a lot of other industries, we made it out pretty unscathed. And I think it is the dedication of those people who make up this industry and their resolve. And that's why, you know, I, I can't tell you how many county fairs I traveled to this past year. And they're like, well, you know, our numbers are down. And I, it's just like I tried to reassure all those people. I said they were going to be down. I said everyone was going to take a hit this year because there was a lot of uncertainty. There was kids that didn't get to sell their projects. That There was just a number of reasons because of Rona that numbers were going to be down this year. But now that everyone has seen that for in our industry, pretty much everything kind of went as planned, as normal business in 2021, I think you will see those ones that were hesitant or needed a year to recoup the funds that they lost when they didn't get a payout in the end on those projects, that they will be back. No, I think so. And, and we talk about going into a new show season and everybody starts and ends their show season differently across the country. And depending on what species or multiple species they're in, that's going to conflict starting and ending times. But usually this time of year, after, let's say, with, with our GOAT project, with my kids' projects, not our production side, but just with my kids' projects, we'll usually be done about Arizona national time and we'll have a month or so without any, per se, show weathers in the barn. We'll still have wean kids and we've got does kidding and all that still goes on, obviously. But we do step away just for a little while from actually the show weathers in the barn. And I think sometimes... That may be good. Just like Ryan talked about, we had a year where some of the people maybe decided, okay, I don't know if we're going to buy a project because I don't know if we're going to have a county fair. I don't know if we're going to have our state fair or what we're getting into. So some may be pulled back a little. But I know during those couple months when they don't have that specific project to work on or a show that they're gearing up for and an animal in the barn getting ready for that show, they learn to miss it by it not being there. 
and I think they grow even fonder of it and they're more excited to get out there and, and, and get into that. Just like with my youngest daughter, uh, Katie, she wants to show a heifer this year. So we went on a little bit of a heifer search. Ryan was was able to join us on that, but it's it's almost exciting, especially when the kids- I voted for a steer. <laughs> you did vote for a steer, but you settled on searching for a heifer. I lost. The only problem is when Ryan and I find one that we agree on, and our manager, Craig, agrees. I was and my like, don't put this all on me. Craig was there too, damn it. Yes, he was. And my wife and daughter, everybody's on board, but those get expensive. Those are those are challenging to to write the check out for at times. Sell another pussycat and shut up, Bill. <laughs> I'm good with it. It's an investment. Not I don't justify it as a show heifer investment. You realize you look at it as a show heifer. I look at it as a breeding piece. You cannot put a price on memories made with your child. You can. There is a limit. No, there is a not. limit. Yes, there is. You can't just spend endlessly for a show project. No, I'm I'm, I'm not going to buy into that. If you can justify that heifer as a breeding piece, that hopefully will give you better cattle in the long run that may you be able to sell and generate something for. That's a little bit easier to justify. We're just not going to agree on this one, are we? Nope. Nope. But I do appreciate your assistance and sharing some of that excitement going out and, and searching. And we're, we're still in search, by the way. We're going to continue to search and find a couple more heifers, hopefully. So with that, it, it is it is interesting. When we have downtime, it seems like a lot of kids across the country some of the families that we work with, and they do have that little bit of downtime with nothing in the barn, they get to missing it quite a bit. And I, and I think it's almost healthy sometimes. I'm not saying there aren't kids out there that are, have something in the show barn year round, and there that is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I mean, if you're showing multiple species and maybe in a part of the country that's not as seasonal when it is pretty much year round, I would say, Ryan, I don't know, Texas, if there is a down season. I don't think there is. I don't need, maybe in the heat of the summer, there's less, but there's even a lot of jackpot shows going on every week during July. Yeah, I don't think there's a down season. No, we're, we're up here. Our, our season in the North, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about the masses. Most people, it's probably going to reflect off of their summer county fair and or state fair is pretty much. So you're usually going to buy your pig or lamb or goat in the spring, your calf, obviously earlier than that, but that is pretty much the season. So I'd say after state fair, a lot of people are done for several months until they, they pick up that next, next pig goat or, or lamb. Um, the cattle people, obviously, if they're showing some heifers or even some of our breeding animals and the other species, maybe more year round, but for market animals in the pigs, goats, and sheep, it is a little bit seasonal up here, up in the North, if you're not going on to the national shows. So everywhere is a little bit different, but it's it's interesting. And I would say for a lot of us up here, this this 2022 is is truly defined as as a new show season. We've we've ended 2021. We're moving forward. By the way, Arizona National, I think, is considered 2021 still, even though we yes, I think it is. like yeah, everything's done before the first of the year. So yeah, it, it's it's right there on the line. So we're preparing right now, Ryan. This time of year is wonderful with the holidays and and, and shows coming up. But it's also very challenging for for our my family personally because we're trying to get show weathers for my kids ready for Arizona National that we leave Christmas Eve to head to Arizona. En route, we drop off a bunch of cattle equipment in Oklahoma for the Cattlemen's Congress and then proceed on to Arizona and straight from Arizona Nationals to Oklahoma City for the, the Congress. But getting everything organized and in place and done before we leave Christmas Eve is, it's been near impossible. 
you're much better at packing for long periods of time. I I do not have enough. Well, I lose the battle with my suitcase, but yeah, I am good at the packing of it all. Yeah, but. outside of the suitcase battle, but when we have to get the banners, the stall cards, the pictures done, it just it's hit me. And I think our manager Craig and our herdsman Tristan and, and our kids, we've been a little bit overwhelmed the last few days. Usually we can swim through those things, but it's it's been a challenge and we're, we're going to get it all done and we're excited to go to Arizona. We're excited to go to Cattleman's, but it's, it's a little taxing getting prepared. So, so for us, kind of the next show season starts almost after Cattleman's where we can take a little break and breathe a bit and, and move forward. You know, you're talking about getting everything ready. I thought was kind of one of the things that I wanted to touch on this topic just a little bit, because again, last year, Arizona didn't happen. Denver didn't happen. Fort Worth didn't happen. You know, Cattleman's came up and stepped up and made a brand new show for cattle exhibitors. And that was great. But like, that was kind of the only national show that happened in this time frame. So the one thing that I, w- I wanted to just touch on as you're getting ready for Christmas and all this other stuff, a couple of things that I, I would suggest you do. And some of this I suggest to do all the time, but I strongly suggest to do it now more than ever, whatever show you're going to or multiple shows that you're going to, especially if they didn't happen last year, reread the rule book that is in effect for the upcoming show. It may be exactly the same. It could be different. And I'm sure if there are changes, they have alerted that on the website and the social media, but reread the rule book. Make sure you're familiar with it. So you like, and again, it may be exactly the same as it always has been. It never hurts to be sure. So you know exactly what is expected, what the rules are, what the do's are, what the don'ts are, all of those things. So one thing that I would suggest that as you get ready to go to whatever shows you're planning on saying to is reread the rule book. I'm not talking from head cover to cover, talking about the general rules and the rules on what species or what shows that in, you're involved in. Agreed completely. I am I am on board with that. And, and sometimes we just get in that groove and assume all of them are going to be the same, but but that they aren't. And Ryan, you know, you're, you're, what is your rule? Start at noon. And that's it. One rule, they all start at noon. That's how it We should. wouldn't have to reread that one, would we? No, no. It would just be perfect, but... Unfortunately, I am in the very large minority on that. And then another thing that I also think is the wise thing to do is, and this is probably more important than reading the rules, because I'm telling you, you've been to these shows year in, year out, and you think that everything is that same. I'm telling you, there are schedule changes, more schedule changes this year than probably ever before. So go and make sure that you know when you're supposed to be there, when you have to be there, what the in-place deadline is, when you can get in line, all of those things. Just go and brush up on it because I'm telling you, these shows have had to make schedule changes and things are different, not only because they haven't had them in a year. Denver's gone through reconstruction. There's other shows out. That has caused some schedules to be different. So just brush up. And I know we all think we know, but it won't take 10 minutes just to go look up and make sure you know exactly when you can get in, when you have to be in, 
when you get released, et cetera. And not that this has changed, but just because we went through it, getting health papers for the show weathers to go to Arizona and making sure we get uh, some states you need a permit to, to enter that state or they get a permit number to put on the health papers. All these things we need to look at. I know going to Oklahoma City, we've got to bleed the, the cattle and make sure that we've got A, B, and C tests run on them. Everything's good to go. And, and I know we're getting late by the time this is released to do those things, but not just those two shows, but all of them coming up. I don't want you to put all that time and effort into that project and because we missed something in terms of a health requirement that maybe wasn't there before, maybe it was and maybe it wasn't enforced. I don't know what it is, but just going back to what Ryan says, let's let's cover our basis and make sure that that everything is in order because we don't want to not be able to exhibit because of a technicality like that. And then the only other thing that I am going to suggest or mention or ask or whatever of our listeners out there is when you go to these shows, just remember the amount of time, effort, and energy that it took for you to get your animal, your family, your showman, etc. there. But on the flip side, remember that there's a group of people, and most of them are volunteers at every single one of these shows, that they had to prepare for not only you, but thousands of others. And they want everybody to have the best experience possible and no experience is going to be perfect. But with everything that we've gone through over the past two years, go seek those people out. Tell them thank you. Tell them that you appreciate it. Not saying that, you know, if you had a problem or you thought something could be different, you can mention that as well. But also make sure that they know that you appreciate that show being there, the people taking the time, making the effort to allow these kids to have a place to exhibit. Because I'm going to say it again, last year we didn't have as many places to exhibit. And I do think the last year, year and a half, when we did have a show, we were very thankful. And, and I think the appreciation was expressed. I, I want to continue that, just as Ryan's talking about. We, we, we have no reason not to. They're putting that amount of work and effort into it. Let's let's show our appreciation. Doesn't mean everything has going to go perfect and it's never going to be perfect at a show, but tell them thank you for putting their time. Make suggestions if you have them. Compliment on, on the things that were really good. Just show that appreciation. Make your positive or negative comments in a professional manner. And I think you'll get better in results in terms of change for the following year. And Ryan, I don't think that we could, we'd be very remiss if, if I didn't mention this. All of those getting ready for 2022, there is one new thing in our world, Ryan. Something about a livestock association or junior association. I don't Again, know. What is that? Why are you getting into next week's topic? Oh, sorry. Already? Sorry. Sorry. Well, I think that they have to continue and mm-hmm. we're starting to get more of this. If you're going to a show in 2022, all you have to do is give that show manager a call or that person in charge and say, Hey, are you sanctioned? And if not, send them the form, tell them where the website is, whatever they, they can do. And that's that's going to make it that much more exciting. And I have one more thing, right? Oh, Lord. And I kind of already hit on it, kind of our search for that that red heifer calf. Mm-hmm. I, I know this time of year, whether you go out, we used to get throw the popper in the back of the pickup and go to as many baby pig farms as we could or sales that would be coming up in the spring. Just that excitement. And, and a lot of it's done online now. But that excitement of, of going out in the search for that new project, irregardless of what species it is. And maybe some have already done if it's cattle, some have it coming up here in a couple months. That is sometimes the most exciting time of the year. I know getting to the shows and trying to win the banners and all of that's good, 
But when, when the family, when the parents or a parent and that child or the, the person that's assisting, whatever it may be, it's, it's just, it's hard for me to explain. And I can, I can go back a long time and I, I had the, the unique privilege of spending a lot of time with uh, my nephews and going out and searching for their projects. And it's a time that, that I value greatly. And I think with my children going through, whether it's picking out a goat, even out of our own barn or going out and looking for a lamb or a pig or a steer or a heifer, whatever it may be. Yeah. You don't let steers happen. I don't see much return on steers financially, but Very that rude. is not that there isn't a great return on you having are prejudiced. experience. No, I think racist and sexist. But anyway, your steer budget is higher than most. Prejudice, racist, and sexist. But continue on. <laughs> I think that the experience that the kids have going out on that search, because it touches them personally, I think they learn as much about evaluating livestock and studying things then as they do any time of the year. And and I think it's 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 valued. I think it's a, it's a great experience. So enjoy that as we move into our our next show season and search for that next project. I know many of you will, and, and I certainly have, and continue to. I agree. I love the search. It is. It's it's exciting. I love it more when I don't have to ride in the back of a pickup truck for five hours looking at cows after I found said animal. Not to bring that up, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the favorite part of the day. Question and answer. Oh, God. There's, I'm not on enough drugs for this. Again, I did not have, I did not dedicate enough time to pull up difficult ones for you, but I promised by next week. And I knew that you were in a little bit of pain, so we went a little easy. Thank you. Michelle has a question that's not even difficult for you, Ryan, but she would like to know. Oh, good. While I find your stock show discussion interesting, I really appreciate your political discussion. Have you thought about a podcast just for that? We have a podcast every once in a while called Beyond the Circus. And that we just focus on political things. Uh, and maybe we should devote one week a month to like making another one. I don't know. Chase is a big fan of this. The problem is, and it is very hard to find the time to do this one time a week, much less multiple times a week. Dale is busy. Clifton is busy. I travel a lot. It's just very, very hard to find the time, but I guess what our New Year's resolution for 2022 should be is that we should try to have more beyond the circuses for our listeners that are engaged in just talking about politics and the state of the world. So we will try to do more of those for you next year. I think that's a fair resolution. And, and I think sometimes of the year, you and I both, and, and maybe even Clifton, there are times that it's not that big a deal to work it in, but there's other times where it's it's a challenge to get the one through there. And we enjoy doing it. It's just we have to bring three schedules together is, is the complicated process. But Michelle, I appreciate the compliment, and I, I, I'm glad that you enjoy the political discussion. And, and if you haven't listened to the Beyond the Circus, um, I don't know how valued they'd be now. I guess you could go back and listen and determine whether any of our predictions or comments came to be. The next question comes from Eileen. Ryan, we did not hear much about Miss America pageant. Please share. Well, you kind of did share a little bit already on this episode, didn't you? Yeah. You ruined the question and answer. You got ahead of yourself. You ruin the topics all the time. I ruin the question and answer because, again, I don't know what the question and answers are going to be. But uh, the 100th anniversary of Miss America 
Again, I was there all last week. It was in the middle of BFE, Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun. To be honest, I love the Miss America pageant. I love the history. I love the tradition. I think anything that survives 100 years is very, very special. I will also not lie to you and tell you that I think it's in a lot of trouble. I don't I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of people saying that there won't be 101. I don't know. I, I think the thing that they've had a lot of changes over the past couple of years. They took swimsuit out. They tried to revamp it. They did all these other things, whatever. And since I've been not able to do much, I've been wrestling with writing an open letter to the pageantry world and put it, posting it on social media. Because I, I think the thing is, is too many times people want to reinvent the wheel. And a lot of times while evolution and change is evident, you can't, always do that there's going to be a section of people that love pageantry and i'm not just talking about people that so exist there's always going to be a little girl that comes into this world every single day that wants to grow up to be a beauty queen there's going to be a section of people that absolutely don't like it don't think it's value think it's you know degrading to women all this other stuff i think pageantry's biggest problem now is they're kind of in an identity crisis and they think that they, if they reinvent themselves, that they're going to pull in this whole new audience and it's not going to happen. I think what they need to do is go back to what worked for years and years and years and kept those fans and kept people still interested. Go back and give the fans what they want because when you lose sight of your diehard supporters and what they value and why they are fans of you, then that's when an organization starts to crumble or an industry, for instance. And so it was a ton of fun. I loved it. Was it my favorite Miss America pageant ever? No, absolutely not. I thought there were some absolutely great young ladies up there that were extremely talented. I called the winner from night one. So, yeah, I had a good time. I worry about the future of the Miss America program, though. And I, and I don't know that I'm the best example of this, but I think general awareness by the population 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it may have been, was a lot greater around Miss America than than it is now. I don't, Absolutely, I don't, it was. If you weren't involved in it, I don't even know, Ryan, and this is going to sound terrible. I don't even know that I would have realized it was taking place this year. If I wasn't going. No, that, that's the yes. thing. And again, 15 years ago, even if you weren't a pageant fan, you knew when the pageant was going to be. You would hear about it. You knew when it was taking place, et cetera. And they've lost that. That's why I, I am fearful. But I had a good time. I, I hope that they can find their way back. And again, I, I'm not telling you that there, I, I don't think there's any way for them to get a whole new cross section of people involved and wanting this, no matter what they do. I think they need to go back and strengthen their base. Fair enough. The final question comes from Jason, Dale, and Ryan. For those of us showing weather goats in the north that want to travel to some of the national shows in the winter, would you recommend leaving the hair on until we get to the show or try to clip them before you leave? The first thing that you need to do is figure out what the rules are. If the rules say that you can leave the hair on and you're going to be traveling under really cold conditions, I think, yeah, that's probably the best idea. But I will divert to Mr. Goat Guru himself. But 
that's my kind of my. Opinion. No, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan, because there are some shows, some of the national shows where you have to be fairly slick shorn to check in um, for the health check and things like that, or, or checking for fungus or staff or whatever they want to check for. Other shows aren't going to be as, and I, and I don't think from a legal standpoint that when you have a veterinarian out there to check the animal, I don't think they're going to require that it's shorn, but some of the show rules do. So that's a little confusing for me, I guess. in in my mind, we should, should leave it in the hands of that, that certified veterinarian, if they're okay, checking a, a lamb that's got a little more fleece or a goat with a little more hair, whatever, obviously it's harder to, to pick up on some of those small things, but um, we do need to read the rules. Some are going to require you to have them slicked off prior to checking in. Others may have restrictions on if you get there, you have to shear at a certain point or only a family member, only youth exhibitors, or maybe only that exhibitor can do the shearing. So each show has its own individual rules. If we read the rule books, know what's all there, and you're allowed to shear at the show and that works for you, I think it's always better to travel with that hair on and still maybe maybe blanket on top of the hair. Try to acclimate them as best you can at home a week or so. If you've got a heated barn, let's crank that heat down so it doesn't hit them quite so so drastically when we jump in that trailer if there's no heater and, and travel to that show. But yeah, in general, I think we're better off leaving that hair on if we can. If you have to take it off, there's a lot of good show blankets out there that, that are insulated that we can put on multiple layers, and you're probably going to be okay. Make sure we've got dry shavings and deep shavings in that trailer to try to try to keep them as warm and as healthy as we can. But good question, Jason. With that, Ryan, I appreciate you making it through this episode. I know you're in, in more pain than what you would like to admit, but it is appreciated. And I know here just a few days ago, you told me to go find a guest or you're on your own, but we adjusted and you adapted and, it, and it's working, even though I did hear that bird in the background, chirping, flying, crapping on your, your mirror, whatever he's doing. But thank you in all sincerity for, for getting through this episode and to all of our listeners out there until next week, be safe. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Happy whatever. And y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>